This is Maggie Slight, and this is the podcast Slightly Maggie. Welcome to all my favorite strangers, <laughs> all five of you. Thank you for downloading my podcast and listening to it. I appreciate that. I, I really do. I appreciate your interest in my life as it is. This, I wanted to, this is, today is May 22nd. It is Ehlers-Danlos Awareness Month, as you may have already figured out from some of my previous podcasts. But today is supposed to be our proudest moment. And when I look back at my proudest moment, I would have to say that my proudest moment came on September 2nd, 2018. Now at the time, I didn't think it was my proudest moment at all. Oh, for months I hadn't even been able to make it into the bathroom from a chair. I had accidents, I had falls, I had hurt myself considerably. It would be another month before my appointment, a month and a half before my appointment that would actually have me prescribed a power chair. And I didn't even know that was coming at that time. I was going to ask again for a wheelchair after having been denied a wheelchair and laughed at uh, six months before this. But um, I... I went on my DSHS and I, I I checked a box. I when I reapplied for assistance with food and paying my Medicare premiums, I checked the home health care box um, and for DSHS online. Um, and then when I and I yeah, I'm going back a little bit and I'm going to attach this to the blog. There's a blog that I wrote back in 2019 about this entire process. And I'm going to give you a little bit of of an update right now. But first, I want to give those who are new to my story and who haven't read this blog a little bit of an overview of what happened. So it's going to seem like for those who are reading the blog, it's going to seem like I'm almost kind of skimming over the blog. And I am. Um, I'm literally going down and I'm reading it as I'm doing this podcast. So... When I hadn't heard about the food stamp app, part of the application by the end of the week, I went into the office and they told me that since I had checked the home health care, I had been transferred to a different county. Talk about the vexing. So there was bureaucratic shuffling, but my food and medical were transferred back to my home county for the expedient processing and I was granted the, that help and then late September, so this is about three weeks later, I received a phone call from a woman about 6.20 at night. You know, if you know me, I kind of like shut down my business hours at 5 p.m. It's like, I am not going to receive any business calls or medical calls, so I'm good, right? And my brain kind of goes into relaxation mode, if you will. But this person called me at 6.20 at night, and she identified herself with a caseworker for the Lewis Mason Thurston County Office of Washington's whatever office, and I believe it was Area Agency on Aging. <clears throat> I did not recognize the acronym she specified, and I was already discombobulated by receiving such a call after 5 p.m. And I re- responded such. And it had taken three weeks for the phone call, and I had considered, see, 
being a person that doesn't ask for help well, I consider my little checkbox a scream. <laughs> I don't know how many of you out there are the same way as I am. There's like one little tiny checkbox is, is a scream for me. And other people don't necessarily understand that. <laughs> Apparently that's not how they communicate. They actually do write in big letters and yeah. No, 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 no. I and, and, and she thought it was a mistake, so she asked, Did you check the home health care box by accident? And I said, No, it was not a mistake. I need help desperately. I have not been able to recover from this pneumonia and I need help. I I I kept in that apartment that I was in I kept getting cases of pneumonia but I was having trouble dressing and bathing myself and I was missing church in spite of having dialogue drive set up and she that that started the process that that entire thing started the process and I'm not going to go into the rest of that if you want to go into the rest of that process of, of how that started you can read the blog <laughs> I, I will talk about what it's been like for the last three years or two two and a half years now I for the last couple of years I have had steady caregivers um, different caregiver a year ago than I have now um, I tend to burn out caregivers well I learned that I tended to burn out caregivers and I learned things that not not to do with my caregivers that ways to care for my caregivers that wouldn't bring them out. I have a team right now that is absolutely excellent. But I tell you, every single day I am reminded that the strongest thing I did was to ask for help. The, the strongest time in my life was when I humbled myself and asked for help. If you're out there and you think that, you know, somebody's told you that you're too young to be this disabled or you shouldn't need this kind of help, that's ableism. If you've internalized that speak, you've internalized their ableism. I went through that for decades, literally decades. I could have been so much more able and I could have kept the job and everything else if I would have had caregivers. It's, you know... It's really, really, really important and people don't understand how underserved the disabled community is. We have to pay, we have to make 10 times as much as a non-disabled person just to be able to survive in this world uh, without, without disability payments. So, you know, don't make judgments. But anyway, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself for making that call and asking for help. And that, that's your spot of awareness. I want your wake ahead to be full of love and light from Maggie's light. Peace out. Mm-hmm.